They called him the Glovenator. The great Joe Morgan has passed. It's one more thing. Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. What now? Uh, Joe Morgan, who was a great infielder for the Cincinnati Reds in the 1970s during the Big Red Machine era, uh, has passed. The only reason I bring it up is because uh, one of my golf buddies was uh, the Reds' AAA second baseman for Joe Morgan's entire career. Oh, tough break. And that was before free agency. So he spent his entire career... Waiting for Joe Morgan to get by a bus. Well, if that were to happen, that's the way it goes. But yeah, because there was no free agency, he couldn't escape. He was under contract. So he just, he, he hardly got a sniff. I think he was up for a fair amount, but uh, as a backup and never really got to, to play Major League Baseball back I, in the day. I experienced I him. loved baseball at that point. It was terrible for the players. It was great for the owners, great for the fans. Two out of three ain't bad. Huh? I experienced Joe Morgan almost entirely just from his role as a broadcaster and one of the best I've ever seen call a game. I learned yeah, so much yeah. about baseball. Yeah, he was good at that. From just his everyman way of describing it. He was just great. Phenomenal. I saw or heard a list one time of people's names you don't know, but if one person didn't exist on earth, they would be household names among sports fans. Oh, interesting. Like you finished second nine times in major golf tournaments, or you were you would have won the batting title five times. Right. If it weren't for, you know. Mickey Mantle or <laughs> whatever. Yeah. yeah. yeah and there's a, there's a lot of those yeah. out there. Yeah. Wow, what a great featurette that is! It's got to be—it'd be interesting to talk to those people because what an interesting because I guarantee you they're aware of that yeah. for the rest of their lives. Yeah, yeah, that's that's funny. I would be what, unbelie- what an interesting notion. I would be unbelievably wealthy, and kids would be lined up to get my autograph right now if it weren't for that one guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> says Phil Mickelson, mm-hmm. sipping a uh, cocktail in La Jolla right now. Uh, the other great thing about the uh, the Big Red Machine, the 1970s uh, Reds, is they had some of the best names in sports. Pedro Borbon. Great name. Uh, oh, oh where, where's my favorite one? Cesar Geronimo. Oh, yeah. Oh, what a great name. And finally, I believe he was a kid at the time, Champ Summers. I wish my name was Champ. My parents could have named me Champ. They didn't. And, of course, betting on the sport Pete Rose was on that team. Uh, yes, he was. Was he still? I'm looking at the, uh, oh, and of course, time, the great though. Johnny Bench. What's that? I think he, uh, well, I don't know. He could have been gambling the whole time, but I think it, most of his gambling, gambling was his though, yeah. managerial yeah. stuff. He wasn't yeah. gambling as a player, I don't think. Yeah, well, yeah, he may have been. A buddy of mine, degenerate gambler's gamble. A buddy of mine last year, not this past summer because it was pre-COVID, but he was in Vegas and he said, I just walked by Pete Rose sitting at a card table and there's nobody around. He's sitting at at some casino at a card table, completely alone, hoping somebody will come by and want to sign baseball. Waiting for somebody. He was the biggest sports star in the world when I was a little kid. What were they charging? Do you remember that? I don't know. Yeah. Pete Rose was born in 1941. Yeah. How about that? Still not in the hall, the HOF. Let him in the damn hall. Put a little the, the note next to his plaque, hey, he gambled on baseball and got in a bunch of trouble. Have you been? But to, he's still the, probably the greatest hitter ever to play the stinking game. Have you been to any of the sports hall of fames, halls of fames? I, I have, have not, not, sir. Halls of fame. There you go. Yes. Uh, you I've know. been to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but yeah. none of the sports ones. And I was disappointed. Um, uh, it was fine. Canton, Ohio for your football, Cooperstown for your baseball, and Springfield, Mass for your b- basketball. Is that right? I believe that's right. Yeah. Um, have you been to any of them, Sean? I have not. Huh. Since I was a little kid, I've always wanted to. How have I never been? 
got to make that a priority because I can't take my kids because they've never watched any of these sports on television. I have no interest in it. It doesn't right. mean anything to them. <laughs> Just a boring museum to yeah, them. Yeah, exactly. Sean and I were talking about this, I think it was the end of last week off the air, that um, I still vividly remember an argument I had with a good buddy of mine over the Cubs' third baseman in 1970. I mean, we were, we were single digits old, but we were both huge baseball fans, knew all the all the players on the Cubs, and we're arguing about Bill Madlock. And I still remember it because my friend Dave insisted on saying Bill Madlock. And I said, no, John <laughs> Madlock is a pitcher for the Pirates. Bill Madlock is our third baseman, you ninny. Anyway. You jack wagon. You jack wagon. But I remember that. We were huge fans. All of us were. But cultures change. Yeah. Some kids still are like Hanson's son is a sports fan and watch sports with him. Uh, that's but- cool. That's nice. That's nice, Hanson. Yeah, and I would like it if my kids did, but they just have no interest, and neither do any of his friends. I mean, none of his friends. It's not like his friends are wearing Dodgers gear or uh, or, or or 49ers hats or anything like that and talking about the games, and he feels, like, left out. No. Well, your son is also more of, like, the X Games sort of stuff, right? Yeah. He, like, skateboards and goes yeah. to the skate. Yeah. So are yeah. they aware of, I don't know what, like, the modern equivalent of, like, a Tony Hawk would be? Do, do they talk about those sort of, quote-unquote, athletes? He does know some of those names. Right, he certainly right. knows more of those names than he knows any. Those skateboarding drug, athlete, drug addicts are no athletes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> you it doesn't do take any skill to <laughs> just roll down a hill on those things. Stupid. Those skateboarders at the skateboard park are the best athletes in the oh. town. And they're apparently impervious to pain. That's <laughs> Come <part of> on. <laughs> you're, you're bleeding, you see. Eh, yeah. <laughs> Almost stuck the landing, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A couple, two, three more tries, a couple, two, three more lacerations. I'll bet I get it. I go to the skateboard park at least once a week, take my son there, and we were there recently, and there's this guy, and he was probably 30 years old. Um... Uh, shirtless, very tattooed dude, and he was alone at the skateboard park. But anyway, he had taken the trash can. This is what they all do. It's part of the culture. They take the trash can, they dump the trash out on the ground, and then they put the trash can there on the skateboard park, and then they come down this big hill and they jump over it. But I watched that several times in a row, and there is I can't possibly mm. understand the physics of what makes the skateboard stay under your on the bottom of your shoes. As you go in the air and then come down. It's Harry Potter stuff. There's a spell. <laughs> it's an incantation, really. Technically it really, speaking. It really almost has to be. I know. I know. I'm flabbergasted there's, myself. There's nothing that would make the skateboard stay on the bottom of your feet. <laughs> I just can't figure out this, <laughs> how it possibly even works. Yeah. And then uh, what's it like? Okay, once you can do it and you can clear the garbage can and land and skateboard off, okay. But before you could do it, what's the building up to that? You either can or you can't. Little bathroom trash can. But when you couldn't, do you end up in the hospital for like six months in traction and then go back and try again? (laughs) Well, sometimes. But, uh, Jack, that moment when you clear the trash can, you know no trash can can ever stand in your way in life again. (laughs) So you've really accomplished something. (laughs) Yeah. I ought to go down to the skateboard park and just appreciate the artistry and stuff. Oh, I'll watch videos online. If you're stuff, ever in L.A., go to Venice Beach and watch them do it at that big park that's famous in all the movies. Somebody it's who's, just freaking amazing. Somebody who knows what they're doing on a half pipe is yeah. awe-inspiring. Oh, yeah. And again, how do you do that the first time? I don't know. I'd really, <laughs> I'd really rather go uh, and watch the guys lift weights, oil themselves and lift weights. Those, not, not that I'm gay or anything. Eh, maybe a little gay.
Those uh, big... <laughs> pretty gay. Those really deep skateboard bowls, I stand at the edge of them and they make me a little woozy just standing there. Yeah, and no I thank you. And I don't think for... I can't imagine the amount of money it would take to get me to try to go down there <laughs> on a skateboard. I just... <laughs> I look down in there and think, what the hell? No, I'd go with the panic bail. I would bail halfway down just so I didn't crack up worse than I know I'm going to crack up by intentionally cracking up. I Yeah, it's fabulous. I admire guys like that. And they dive down in there and they come up the other side and then they kind of rest under for just like a half second. Then they yeah. go back down and it's just whatever. The BMX uh, bike guys are like that too. How did you, why did you, how do you not crush your testicles every <laughs> single time? I mean, obviously, as, as you point out with the leaping over the trash can, you didn't do that successfully the first time you tried. In fact, I'm guessing it took you 20 or 30 tries before you pulled it off. And how do you still have a prostate? I don't <laughs> It's amazing. The guys, they jump up, they twirl the bike under them, then they land under them. What? There was a guy. How are your, how's your undercarriage? It's got to be bruised all the hell. Your undercarriage. There was a guy at the skateboard park who was roughly my age, and he um, he had on knee pads, wrist guards, elbow guards, a yeah. helmet. He had everything. And, man, he stretched. I don't know how long he stretched because I wanted to kind of watch him skateboard, but we left before he was done. He'd been stretching for 15 minutes. So. Yeah. So now it's just the, smart. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But I now, do a similar thing at the ski slopes. I, I don't actually ski. I just take a long time putting the boots and stuff on. I'm hanging out in the lodge mostly. Just no. When we went snowboarding last winter with my son, I was so winded after I got my boots and then board strapped to me <laughs> from bending over and trying to strip the thing. I was That's like hilarious. sweating and <laughs> putting on the clothes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> breathing hard, just sweat pouring on me. Oh, I don't know if I can do this or not. Yeah. Oh, it's a good day of uh, snowboarding, kids. <laughs> I'm going to need a shower because I'm really wet. Dad, we're still in the dressing room. <laughs> well, you gotta, you don't want to overdo it. Where's my icy hot? Oh, that's beautiful. Dad, I guess that's it. Mm. <laughs>